Chapter 10 Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I may show these signs of mine among them, and that you may tell in the hearing of your son and of your grandson how I have dealt harshly with the Egyptians and what signs I have done among them, that you may know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go, that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your country, and they shall cover the face of the land, so that no one can see the land, and they shall eat what is left to you after the hail, and they shall eat every tree of yours that grows in the field, and they shall fill your houses and the houses of all your servants and all the Egyptians, as neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen. From the day they came on earth to this day, then he turned and went out from Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not yet understand that Egypt is ruined? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go, serve the Lord your God, but which ones are to go? Moses said, We will go with our young and our old. We will go with our sons and daughters and with our flocks and herds, for we must hold a feast to the Lord. But he said to them, The Lord be with you if I ever let you and your little ones go. You have some evil purpose in mind. No, go, the men among you, and serve the Lord, for that is what you are asking and they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, so that they may come upon the land of Egypt and eat every plant in the land, all that the hail has left. So Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind upon the land all that day and all that night. When it was morning, the east wind had brought the locusts. The locusts came up over all the land of Egypt and settled on the whole country of Egypt, such a dense swarm of locusts as had never been seen before, nor will ever be again. They covered the face of the whole land, so that the land was darkened, and they ate all the plants in the land and all the fruit of the trees that the hail had left. Not a green thing remained, neither tree nor plant of the field, through all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh hastily called Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now, therefore, forgive my sin, please, only this once, and plead with the Lord your God only to remove this death from me. So he went out from Pharaoh and pleaded with the Lord. And the Lord turned the wind into a very strong west wind, which lifted the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea. Not a single locust was left in all the country of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the people of Israel go. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, a darkness to be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven, and there was pitch darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days, but all the people of Israel had light where they lived. Then Pharaoh called Moses and said, Go, serve the Lord, your little ones may also go with you. Only let your flocks and your herds remain behind. But Moses said, You must also let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Our livestock also must go with us. Not a hoof shall be left behind, 
or we must take of them to serve the Lord our God, and we do not know with what we must serve the Lord until we arrive there. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let them go. Then Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me. Take care never to see my face again, for on the day that you see my face, you shall die. Moses said, As you say, I will not see your face again. Chapter 11 The Lord said to Moses, Yet one plague more I will bring upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterward he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will drive you away completely. Speak now in the hearing of the people that they ask, every man of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor, for silver and gold jewelry. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. So Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt, and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl, who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has never been, nor will ever be again. But not a dog shall growl against any of the people of Israel, either man or beast, that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. In all these your servants shall come down to me, and bow down to me, saying, Get out, you and all the people who follow you, and after that I will go out. And he went out from the Pharaoh in hot anger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the people of Israel go out of his hand. Chapter 12 The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons. According to what each man can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste, it is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations 
as a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven out of your houses. For if anyone eats what is leavened from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. On the first day you shall hold a holy assembly, and on the seventh day a holy assembly. No work shall be done on those days. But what everyone needs to eat, that alone may be prepared by you. And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For on this very day I brought your host out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a statute forever. In the first month, from the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening. For seven days no leaven is to be found in your houses. If anyone eats what is leavened, that person will be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is a sojourner or a native of the land. You shall eat nothing leavened. In all your dwelling places you shall eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and select lambs for yourselves according to your clans and kill the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and touch the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You shall observe this rite as a statute for you and for your sons forever. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you, as he has promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say to you, What do you mean by this service? You shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt, when he struck the Egyptians but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads and worshipped. Then the people of Israel went and did so, as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where someone was not dead. Then he summoned Moses and Aaron by night and said, Up, go out from among my people both you and the people of Israel, and go. Serve the Lord as you have said. Take your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. The Egyptians were urgent with the people to send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading bowls being bound up in their cloaks on their shoulders. The people of Israel had also done as Moses told them, for they asked the Egyptians for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they let them have what they asked. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. And the people of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot, besides women and children. A mixed multitude also went up with them, and very much livestock, both flocks and herds. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough that they had brought out of Egypt. For it was not leavened, because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not wait, nor had they prepared any provisions for themselves. The time that the people of Israel lived in Egypt was four hundred and thirty years. 
At the end of 430 years, on that very day, all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It was a night of watching by the Lord to bring them out of the land of Egypt. So this same night is a night of watching kept to the Lord by all the people of Israel throughout their generations. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the statute of the Passover. No foreigner shall eat of it. But every slave that is brought for money may eat of it after you have circumcised him. No foreigner or hired worker may eat of it. It shall be eaten in one house. You shall not take any of the flesh outside the house, and you shall not break any of its bones. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. If a stranger shall sojourn with you and would keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised. Then he may come near and keep it. He shall be as a native of the land, but no uncircumcised person shall eat of it. There shall be one law for the native and for the stranger who sojourns among you. All the people of Israel did just as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. And on that very day, the Lord brought the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their hosts. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase. And do you remember when I said that it was going to go down in the book of Exodus? I was not playing. <laughs> All right. We went through seven plagues yesterday. We did the last three today. And uh, I don't know if you noticed or not, but it escalated rather quickly. Thank you so much for joining me in today's reading. We have gone through chapters 10 through 12 in the book of Exodus. And now I'm going to talk about some things that stuck out to me. All right. So we did the last three plagues. And oh my gosh, you have locusts, which I really don't find to be annoying. Um, I think they come around in America every seven years. And um, I know that they're in Japan every summer, I believe. I don't mind them. I actually think the noise that they make is kind of pleasant. Um, you know, it's not, I'm not annoyed at all. But to imagine them just in your house, just everywhere, that the thought of that freaks me out. Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> um, you know, this is like the first the first plague. Just, you know, would, that would be enough to change my mind, you know. We wouldn't even have to get to number eight. Um, but then there's darkness. The Egyptians aren't moving at all. Because they can't, they can't see. Can you? Bruh. Just can you imagine? You, I, you can't see. Have you ever tried moving around in pitch black darkness? Have you ever been in pitch black darkness? I mean, no, no light source whatsoever. Like you're, you, you're not doing anything. You can't, you can't move. You can't go anywhere. And then this last one, your firstborn is dead. Um, BT dubs, I am the oldest of my siblings. So that's good to know that, uh, you know, I'd be dead. But I find it interesting how Pharaoh gets this warning that this is going to happen. And he still doesn't change his mind. My man's is stubborn to a fault. It's... It's, he's proud to a fault. It's it's it's, it's sad. It, at this point, it's sad because 
you have caused all this destruction, all this pain and loss on your people. And I want to point out that there's this verse that says um, the dogs won't be able to growl at Israel. And uh, it, that basically means that um, no one's going to blame Israel in this. They're not going to say it's Israel's fault because everyone in, in Egypt is going to clearly see that this is on the fault of Pharaoh and he has brought this on and just just like you're Pharaoh and at no point are you just able to follow through and then get it through your head that you need to let these people go and um you know and that the god of the earth is causing all this and he needs to obey what he says man pride will definitely blind some people for real when all you see is what you want and what you desire and everyone else is wrong and you're right and it's your way and no one can tell you what to do and you have all the power like you're 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 blind you can't you can't see anything you can't see truth you can't see um how small you are you you know you you it takes so much to be humbled and this is what happened. This is what it led to. It led to the death of his firstborn son. And it usually takes something that grand that grand, to um, open your eyes, to wake you up. It usually takes, unfortunately, it takes death to get people to see the error of their ways. Like, it's, I, I've seen it in movies, in books, in real life. You know, people don't wake up and smell the coffee until there's blood to be smelled, uh, until there's blood spilled. Um, and it's not until his, his firstborn die, his firstborn dies that he goes, all right, you know, it's time for you guys to go. I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. And I don't think he's complying in a surrendering sort of way. Like you guys are right and I'm wrong. I think it's more of a, I'm mad. And I just want to be over this and I want to be done. I still don't think he's seen the light. I still don't think he's seen the error of his ways. Um, I think his heart is still really hard. I think, he, But I think he's doing this out of anger. Ladies and gents, don't be like Pharaoh. Don't let your eyes be so darkened that you can't see when the Lord is trying to get your attention. So now let's talk about this Passover thing. Can we talk about this Passover thing? We're going to talk about this Passover thing. I have the mic. So, so in the night that is soon to be celebrated as Passover, God commands the people of Israel to do a few things. One of them being to slaughter a lamb and to take his blood and put it on the doorposts and the lintel so that when the spirit comes, it's going to see the blood and it's not going to go into the home to take the firstborn of that family. And there is this thing about blood, right? Um, I, I began to wonder just, God, why, why blood? Like, I don't, um, it didn't, didn't make sense to me for a while. Um, not that I didn't, didn't make sense, but I just, just began to wonder, that's all. And then I read a verse that says, without blood, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin, which means 
without if there's no blood, there can be no payment. There could be no payment for sin. There can be no forgiveness. There's another verse that says the wages of sin is death. So I take it as um, the the penalty for sin is death. It's so, it's so heavy that uh, our souls are, our souls are so valuable that um, when we sin, the payment is death. So something has to die um, in order for the payment of sin to be filled, to be met, for that debt to be paid. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And so in this case, there's a judgment that's coming and blood is required in order to be relieved from the punishment of this judgment. And so if you didn't want your firstborn to be the payment, to be the sacrifice, um, offer up the blood of the lamb and not only offer it up, but put it on the doorpost and the lintel. You do those things, bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. The Holy Spirit's going to overlook your home and your firstborn's going to be spared. Yay. Oh, and by the way, I'd like to point out that um, the Egyptians could do this as well. It, it didn't matter if you were an Israelite or not, as long as you obeyed this command from God your firstborn was going to be spared. So I, I just like that, like the, the grace and the mercy of God. It, it applies to everyone who's willing to obey. Also, I want to point out that God is a promise keeper because when the Israelites asked the Egyptians for silver and gold jewelry, they were given silver and gold jewelry. And verse 36 says that thus they plundered the Egyptians. And so God said, a few chapters back that they were going to be adorned with silver and gold. And here we are reading about it. Yeah. The last thing I'd like to say is that whenever I read about the Passover and the killing of the male lamb and shedding the blood on the, the doorpost and the lintel, I think about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. To those who aren't familiar with Jesus, in the Bible, he's given many titles. One of them is the Son of Man, one is the Son of God, and another one is the Lamb of God. And this refers to this part in the Bible here, the, the Passover. In our reading today, the Lamb that God asked to be sacrificed was supposed to be male and spotless, uh, without blemish. And Jesus, while he was on earth, lived a sinless life. Jesus took the wrath of sin that we should have gotten. He offered up his blood in place of ours. He offered up his perfect life in place of our sinless, our sinful lives. And um, he took the wrath so that God could pass over us and um, look on Jesus. And when we do receive that, when, we re when we're baptized in his name and we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive his righteousness. And God looks at the sacrifice of Jesus instead of us. And so it's our, our, our penalty is we're passed over, essentially. There are verses in the Bible that says that God will forget your sin 
and he will cast your sin as far from you as far as the east is from the west. And he's going to deliver you from sin the same way that the Israelites are being delivered from Egypt in this passage. There are a bunch of parallels to be made. And um, I'm trying to point them out in this time that I have to talk with you because I just want to want you to know just how graceful, great, gracious, how much grace God gives us. And I just want to let you know how much he loves us. He sent his son to die on the cross for us, the death that we should have died. We couldn't have done it ourselves. No amount of good deeds, no amount of giving or a selflessness could have earned um, our salvation. And, but Jesus paid that price with his life so we can have eternal life. And, um, you know, I thank him for that. I'm, I'm grateful for that. And uh, I think, you know, he deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. He deserves us following him. And, um, and I just pray that you would know him today. I pray that you would just continue to ask about him, you know, read this Bible, learn what, learn what you can and apply it to your life. But honestly, know that Jesus loves you and, and know the character of God because we've read about his judgment and his wrath, his anger being poured out against Pharaoh. But we've also seen, we're seeing him deliver the Egyptians from, not the Egyptians, we're seeing him deliver the Israelites, sorry, from the Egyptians. And we're seeing him fulfilling his promise. So know that he's a deliverer. Know that um, he requires obedience uh, as seen in the whole Passover situation with what he requires. And know that he is a deliverer and I could go on and on but I hope that as you're reading these passages daily that you're asking yourself what what are these things telling you about God and his character because it's so important that we have a correct and proper perspective on who God is friends I want to thank you so much for spending your time here it really means a lot to me if you're struggling to continue reading every day, I encourage you to stay disciplined. Um, we're going to get through this. So even on the days that you don't feel like reading, you don't put it, you don't feel like putting those 10 to 12 minutes aside. Just it's it's worth it. It's so worth it. Um, you know, I, I'm with you. I have days where I don't want to, but but I'm doing it and I'm here and at the end of every episode, I'm so thankful that I read. And I'm so thankful that I do these episodes with you. It feels good. So um, with that said, I'd like to hear your thoughts on anything that you've read, anything that stuck out to you. If you have any questions, comments, anything at all, I welcome you to comment on the video post at underscore Peculiar Productions on Instagram or Peculiar Productions on Facebook. There's no underscore needed there. Thank you so much for listening to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we are reading the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase. Know that I love you, but Jesus loved you first. I'll see you tomorrow. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to
destined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, and that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. <laughs>